Hi, I'm Daniel, and before the episode starts, I want to briefly talk to you about the Garden Outreach Project, a WCF program focused on putting faith into action. Our mission is to inspire and support Christadelphians in North America to share Christ's love through outreach initiatives. This is done by facilitating national and local outreach activities, supplying resources, and providing funds to help brothers and sisters serve those in need. For example, in 2020, over 40 ecclesial groups participated in our Bags of Love initiative, which saw over 800 sleeping bags distributed to shelters and those without a home. If you, your ecclesia, or CYC want to learn more and get involved with our latest initiative, please visit our website at www.thegardenoutreach.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Garden Outreach for the latest news and encouragement. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to Little Faith. Today I'm here with Dan Weatherall and Paul Davenport from Bible Feed. Hi Dan and Paul, how are you doing? Hi Helen, I'm very good, thanks. Hi, hi, good to be here. And, and you're both joining us from England, my homeland. That's uh, correct. How, um, tell us how you're doing. Uh, you're both currently in lockdown at the moment, aren't you? We are, yeah. It's pretty normal, though, to be in lockdown now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, keep keeping on, really. Um, I can't really, nothing really major to complain about on that. Where are you based, Dan? In, in the Midlands, um, North Warwickshire. So, uh, yeah, right in the middle of the country. And who are you in lockdown with? Like who's in your home household? Uh, my wife and my two boys. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, there's plenty going on. Keeps you busy. And what about you, Paul? Uh, yeah, I'm in uh, in rugby, so not not so very far from from Dan, but uh, we haven't actually been in the same room for a very long time. It seems. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's you know, work can happen at home. Everything's just at home at the moment, and. Uh, I, uh, I actually had to take my car in to be uh, serviced a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was just quite a quick service. So I took it in and um, and I worked in the dealership while it was being serviced. And it was just wonderful to be working in a different place. Yeah, for to a go change. somewhere else. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, there's times where I just like linger in my car in a car park sometimes. Mm. <laughs> it's just like yeah. I don't have to go home again. Um, so... We're here to talk about Bible Feed, which you started about a year ago. Is that right? It's probably um, nearly two years, actually. Oh, two years the, the, yeah, when it actually sort of started off as a as a thing, it really kicked off. I think about a year ago. So it's taken a lot of our energy and time. It's a lot very enjoyable doing it. So, so tell us what is Bible Feed. We create and share quality digital content from the Christadelphian community across social media platforms to help everyone, ourselves included, to read and understand the Bible better. So that's kind of, uh, what is it, slogan, mission, name, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's a, a witness, it's a preaching thing, it's an online hub of resources that we're trying to create and share to help preach the gospel the original concept from from dan primarily was 
there needs to be something that is representing Christadelphians and is a hub, a center for good, relevant, quality material. I mean, I think from my point of view, I just wanted to start a podcast. And so I jumped on the back <laughs> of Dan's idea and, uh, and, and rode along with it. Let's dig into that a bit. Why are podcasts so popular, do you think? And, and let's talk a little bit more about having the need for these resources because potentially people are, are consuming content and consuming information in, in a different way. Yeah, d- definitely so. And, and that probably have been for a very long time. Probably the, the pandemic made everybody realise that, you know, my, myself included, that if you want to be preaching the gospel, then at that point when everyone suddenly was sitting in their homes, what were we doing? What what could we possibly do other than do something online effectively? To be honest, that kind of was, you know, a big part of what we ought to have been doing anyway, because not many people just rocked up to a, an ecclesial hall. There needed to be more of an outreach sort of way of, of preaching. But that really just showed that, I think, in terms of how people consume content it's digital a lot isn't it it's videos it's it's on demand as well isn't it that's so a podcast is something that you know they can people can just choose to get and choose to listen to at the time they want and and it's right there in the podcast app so it's easy to do so yeah i mean i just think it's a it's a great way of communicating it can be so engaging particularly when you've got two or three voices in an episode and thinking about a concept from different points of view and that automatically engages the listener in thinking well which which of those points of view do do I think is right and we've got the content in what we're doing in in our ecclesial halls on a Sunday Um, and I thought let's let's get some of the speakers to talk about their subject as they and do a podcast from it but it didn't quite happen I just, just didn't quite do it and then the lockdown happened and and suddenly you're into a different way of thinking and you just stop. I think you just stop thinking, I can't do this until I've planned it out properly. Um, you just get on and do it. And so it's kind of developed from there. But that's how it, it all started as well. You know, we're coming up to a year, aren't we, soon yeah. when that kicked off. But it was probably about a year before that, I think, when I suddenly decided that I was going to create something called bible feed and i kind of remember it quite clearly that i was having growing frustration that there was all sorts of different things out there from our community that was online and being shared of all sorts of different quality both in terms of content things that that were being said Mm. and in terms of purely just you know it looking like know something's looking like they're 20 years old (laughs) you know that kind of thing and moaning about it internally in my head you know maybe to other people sometimes about that for a long time and then suddenly thinking I shouldn't just be moaning about this or grumbling about it you know let's just do something so so the whole the concept was to create a, a hub that could take the good content that's out there because there's plenty of great stuff that our community produces and and basically become an aggregator of that and then find it and share it out so that's the whole idea of it being Mm. a bible bible feed this is a good way of of feeding you good good material um, about the bible so 
there's good material that is suitable for public promotion of the gospel. And to some extent, we, you know, we are a community that does a lot of study internally, talking to each other often about the scriptures and God and Jesus and so on, does a lot of that, which is a great thing, but it's mostly for internal consumption. It's for, it's for our community, but it gets put online and almost by default becomes the, the public mm. face of, of Christadelphians. This, I think, is, is very much thinking about material that is publicly suitable. That's also, I think, that's how our goals align, like with WCF and yours, is our goal is to produce things that build up faith, build up faith either in North America, that's where WCF started, but especially through the pandemic, like we've been, our audience has become so international, to like build up faith mm. anywhere in the world. And really that's the litmus test, I hope, that I kind of use when deciding what we're going to do. Is, is this going to build up faith or is it not? Mm. Mm. that's that's really good actually yeah because you know we we're publicly visible whether we like it or not you know anyone sort of lives a life and people draw conclusions about what what they're like and and if they if they have christ's name on them i.e they're christians christadelphians they're people who who bear the name of, of jesus um how you live and act that people will draw conclusions about christ based on you <laughs> so yeah. so it's really really important as well isn't it to uh yeah like you say is this is this going to build up so you know is this conversation i'm having with this brother or sister is this something that's gonna gonna be useful and profitable and, and helpful for people mm. but then take that concept for you know preaching preaching the gospel and so on um we're meant to be a city set on a hill that can't be hid. That's from the Sermon on the Mount. We're meant to be the light of the world. You know, all these concepts are there. We're meant to be visible and we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're taking Christ to the world in the mm. best possible way, in the most relevant and the most faithful way possible. Mm. Um, mm. It's really, yeah, really important, I think. And no, no doubt we're not not doing everything perfectly, but hopefully we're, you know, aiming to give it a boost, and hopefully it's something that can help the community. Yeah, yeah and I'd, I'd I'd say that publicly suitable kind of criteria that that doesn't mean dumbed down or mm. simplistic at all. If you're in, choose the right format and communication method, you can go into some pretty deep concepts and I think we have in some of our, our podcasts or we we always seem to end up at the end saying yeah we've just scratched the surface of this and yeah. at some time we'll come back to it and do it in more detail <laughs> yeah I think you can still do the depth yeah I, I agree what have you covered so far over the last two years T- tell me a bit more about so, what's on your site okay so what have we got we've got uh, some videos so so the first thing i sort of first major thing I tried to sort of do which i had to i must say had a lot of help from a lot of willing people who who helped out on this was just to produce some video content with some some stock footage and uh, a script which was read out and some kind people brothers and sisters gave some uh, voiceovers of that and it's very sort of simple thing but hopefully effective and it sort of 
there's a few videos there on our site they're on our facebook page as well yeah at the start of the first lockdown we did a couple of live webinars didn't we that was perhaps mm, the first yeah. thing that we did which was great it's really good fun just to you know go live and see what happens <laughs> and they're recorded and they're on the website as well um so that was uh that was about how to read the bible why uh, why would you read the bible and is it a good time to read the bible so they're kind of timeless things that are good resources there yeah yeah and i think uh, originally we thought that that's what most of the material would be a sort of video recordings of those kind of conversations yeah and and then it's then it sort of developed into well let's have the the audio as the podcast and use the videos as the sort of highlights Mm-hmm. I think actually that combination has worked mm. really well. Yeah, it is good. You shoehorned your way in, didn't you, Paul? And got, I, I, got your I, podcast yeah, in the end. I got, <laughs> yeah, I got in there. <laughs> yeah, no, it has. It's, it's yeah. been really good. So yeah, audio is all there for people to listen to. But then some sort of short video highlights that we try and do as much as you know time permits to, yeah. to put those things out. What have you found challenging or perhaps interesting about creating? bible feed because we really started it out in in lockdown it was all it was all internet based yeah so challenges of just internet connections um and and dan's microphone (laughs) until he until he invested in 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 a microphone um but uh, you know i think there's what i found interesting and and kind of surprisingly helpful is i think our Christadelphian heritage of of interpretation is is a rich source of material it's it is a great heritage and it doesn't actually take that much to sort of lift that change some of the terminology and the way it's communicated and the way the way we talk about it and and it turns it into something that is is very relevant to 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 people today and I think it's been it's been challenging to do more of sort of putting ourselves in our potential audience's shoes and having, you know, a peer group review process uh, around the material that we, that we put out. But that's, that's been a really important um, sort of check and control and just making sure that we are sticking with what we intend to do, which is, you know, publicly relevant uh, you know not full of terminology that people won't understand and that sort of thing oh I love how you've got peer reviews yeah that, that I must say actually that's that's such an important yeah. piece of what we do we really really value the, the people who just have a look at mm. the scripts before a podcast or read a blog post or or whatever it's it's really really helpful because quite often there are things that people will say mm. um actually I'm not sure this comes that way or you know you need to make sure you avoid that topic that's not needed or you know that sort of thing um yeah. so yeah big shout out to to people who do that it's well worth well worthwhile and i think it the, doing all this suddenly you have to it forces you to focus on the things that are important it's so easy just to swing through life and you know even just your, your bible study or whatever and sort of get diving into side speculation or really interesting mm. stuff that actually isn't potentially as helpful or might be a bit controversial or, or whatever 
but you know producing this material you've got to really think what is the aim of this and Mm -hmm. therefore cuts out some of the things that aren't going to help towards that aim you know Mm -hmm. and I think constructing it as a as a script for a conversation I I think forces you into thinking about the logical flow of of the points and you sort of you get partway through and then oh but what about this deal with that question objection before moving on and I think in some ways that enables you to to present a much clearer more coherent sort of set of ideas on a on a topic Mm. I suppose part of the being a conversation is almost some kind of peer review process going on anyway whereas if you're just Mm. you know speaking and you're just doing a talk um, and people aren't butting in and, and questioning, then uh, you can miss the things that people mm. might want to know. Um, so the very the very fact that you're having a conversation and people are asking questions and you're, you're talking about it, that is, is in itself a check and a balance, which is really, really important. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely connects to that we learn a lot from each other um, and not just from like a format I mean I used to teach um English actually in England in secondary school and when my teacher training they really encouraged us not to call ourselves teachers but facilitators you know to facilitate learning and to encourage students to work together and learn from each other and I certainly would be marked down for like standing for talking for half an hour at my students like Mm. that would be a bad lesson like it needed interaction and almost just to kind of just do a short introduction and then get them working in and like learning together and doing their own deconstruction of what mm. a text because I taught English um, and they and then to feedback as in groups or then to everyone and like they learn so much this dialogue it, it's so important mm. this format because like you said in teaching now and for probably for a while now it's been this way method of learning has been prevalent hasn't it so we ought to be producing an awful lot of our teaching material, teaching the gospel in a similar way so that people can easily engage with it. So mm. Evaluate it. I think the biggest thing that I learned from my teaching mm. experience is that we have to evaluate our learning, like almost to know whether we've learned something, which I, I think is very fascinating in terms of how we read scripture and like gain some awareness that, um, we're thinking and doing there, there seems to be a lot of that conversation style going on in the in the in the Christian world if you like and, and, and part of a a wider movement of people thinking about their faith and and doing the deconstructing and and reconstruction and from that point of view, it seems like a really good time for us to be kind of developing our own voice in that Christian world that is bringing the Unitarian viewpoint into um, that mass of Christian voices. I think in one of our uh, the podcasts sort of explaining what Bible Feed is about, we sort of noted that there were 80. There were, you do a Google search for Christian podcasts and it comes up with something like, these are the top 80 Christian podcast you must listen to. And, and, you know, not many of those will be giving a Unitarian viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's, there's space in there 
for us to do that in this uh, conversation style. But what well, well, um, I what Paul just said about people sort of deconstructing and so on—it's it, so that is—it's so true. There's so many people out there searching for answers. It's so common to hear people in our community say our society doesn't want the truth and doesn't accept the truth or isn't looking. And yeah, if you broad brush it like that, that's true. Society as a whole doesn't want this and doesn't want the gospel. But there are individuals every day asking questions out on, well, right now, because we're in lockdown, the only way I can see those questions is on online. But there's people asking things like, so I've been doing some Bible study and it looks like the devil is actually, you know, it seems to be, a, a, you know, a parable or a metaphor for human sin. You know, I'm not sure, quite sure what to make of this. Can anyone help? Or there's people mm. saying you know, different things about, oh, can is any, can anyone recommend some books or about Bible study? And can anyone help me? And there's so many people out there every day asking those questions. And it, we need, I think we really ought to be answering them yeah. with, with the gospel. And so having some material that can make that easy for people, such as Bible feed material, the podcasts we can say oh actually yeah you're right about the devil you know have a look at episode whatever and see what you think and and you know let me know um and start to build some relationships with people that are they're, they're out there and they're searching it's not true to say um society isn't doesn't want the gospel there's a lot of people who who need it really and so hopefully uh yeah a lot of noise a lot of um lot of different voices it's really important that we're part of that that voice part of that mass of voices that's fantastic since i moved to america i've met a lot of people maybe more so like just because it's it's more cultural that they grew up in a christian family or went to church when they were younger mm. then you know through their 20s 30s just it wasn't part of their life and then for many have like want to explore it again but then they're not really sure like a lot of things that they grew up with don't sit that well with them anymore they've got a lot of questions and and they do want to talk about it they do want to explore these things um and a lot more of that is just this in personal friendships and relationships you know they want these conversations and as as you say you can't have these at the moment because we're all so isolated from each other mm. being in our own homes because of lockdown and the way to connect with each other is virtually and digitally um and to find information and there's such a vast amount of information out there um it is really hard to find things that you actually want what you're looking for for, for, for any topic let, let alone talking about christianity You've talked a little bit about you're going to hopefully start a series on the Trinity and you've recently started a series on Matthew. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Um, what other plans have you got for the Bible feed this year, God willing? Uh, well, you're going to do something on Revelation as well, aren't you, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. This is sort of based on some studies I, I did last year, which which was really focusing on the book of Revelation as as a coherent from beginning to end letter and message to uh, to first century ecclesias and then to uh, by extension to ecclesias of any age so it's looking at it slightly differently but i think helpfully bringing it into uh, into relevance for today 
yeah, I think that's going to be really good. There's, there's a lot of talk in Christianity at the moment about what's the mark of the beast and whether it's mm. something that's going to get rolled out that's mandatory or, you know, <laughs> in, uh, in terms of current events. And that, I don't think you're going to say that, are you, Paul? <laughs> so, no, no I, I won't. I won't yeah, go in that direction. It, and and it's 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 also a, a book that is often, perhaps particularly in the Christophian community, it's associated with you've got to know a lot of history mm. and and you know the sequence of emperors and and so on and so forth. And you know, part of the challenge I set for doing the studies on Revelation was I want this to be exciting and interesting for someone who doesn't know any history. Mm. And you don't and need to know, accessible. and you don't need to know any history yeah. in order to make it interesting, exciting, relevant. And I think, I, I, I think I manage that to some degree. We'll see how that comes across in the podcast. Of course, the people who first received that letter from from John yeah. didn't know the history because it wasn't history then <laughs> yeah. at that point. So yeah, and it, and it was a powerful letter for them. So I think I think that's going to be really helpful. I think Revelation's a big. Thing that uh, a big you know, topic that people look for and look search for answers. So I think I'm hoping that would be something that could draw people in um, in, in that series. So I think that would be useful. What else are we hoping to do? Uh, we're all Matthew. Tell us about Matthew. Have you listened to it yet, Helen? The first start, episode you've I seen. Started, oh, well done. Thank I you. Started, <laughs> but I haven't. I haven't finished yet. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's fine. Um, so Matthew, yeah, is is something I've looked at for probably quite a long time now. Um, certainly the gospel I'm most familiar with. And so it's just a walkthrough, really. It's not going to be uh, fully in detail. I think we're aiming for six episodes. But hopefully, it, I mean, it, Matthew's great. All the gospels are great. But we, you can it introduces you to Jesus, as they all do. Um, so I think that's really, really important to get that central to to the message that we're sort of uh, preaching. Uh, that this figure, this man Jesus, is essential to to faith. But also, as you walk through the the gospel, it it deals with so many other things. So you know, in, in I think maybe the third episode on it, we're going to talk about the, the temptations, and suddenly you've got this devil or Satan figure that you've got to try and make sense mm. of. And I, I think there's a really relatively straightforward but really important way of understanding that that will help show that what's going on and how Jesus is combating temptation in his mind, and which then sets up the whole theme of the book about how this is about the vision of the kingdom and how the kingdom is going to be brought about. Is it going to be brought about like the revolutionaries of the day or the Pharisees of the day in terms of force and control and power or is it about jesus who denies himself and denies the the offer of taking the kingdoms of the world there and then and and that's that's a big huge thing about what jesus did and mm. about his death that's that's central to the gospel so i'm hoping that that will be a nice little unit in itself that um can be something that you can you know people can recommend and and say, you know, here's something that will, that will cover quite a few of the key doctrines in an accessible way and, you know, a short sort of six-part series. So, so that's the plan for Matthew. 
Fantastic. And so are both these series going to be in conversation with different people or what's, what's uh, your plan? So the Matthew one, so it, it was Lawrence who, who sort of talked to me about that. And I think through that, it, it's going to be me and him. We, yeah. We're going we're gonna to chat through that. I, I don't know what we're, we're going to do with Revelation yet. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so that'd be good. Um, oh, I'm really and, looking forward to listening to that. The the other thing that we're hoping, um, well, it's plans are in motion already, actually. Um, so it's all been UK based so far, but we're really keen to expand and be a bit more representative of our international community. So we're exploring that and hopefully, you know, we can um, start engaging with other people around the world in our community and, and get some different voices on to talk about these really important things. So hopefully grow grow the audience and effectiveness at sort of teaching the gospel in different parts of the world not just in the UK Mm. yeah um that's great how can people get in touch with you if they um have some ideas or they've got questions or maybe they even would like to get involved Mm. biblefeed.org um have a look at that there's a really really straightforward uh, contact us i think if you email it's info at biblefeed.org so you can do that direct but yeah go head over to the website or the facebook page actually i think you'll you'll find it if you search bible feed great yeah tell us a bit more about your personal faith journeys reflecting back on your life and kind of what's brought you to this point with your faith and really connected to bible feed like how do you think Bible Feed is like connected to your personal faith? So I, you know, I was brought up uh, as a as a Christadelphian, but my father wasn't. So uh, you know, he's he's kind of given me, I guess, a a mindset of critical thinking and you know, engaging with the world of thought that is out there and uh, and, and being open to, to to thinking about things. You know, I suppose in terms of my spiritual development, there's probably three, three key points, three three moments, if you like, that have um, sort of brought me to to today. The first is being initially part of a smaller fellowship, limited conversations, and so seeking seeking out wider conversations with the broader Christadelphian world, just led me to a. A, a much deeper and richer understanding of of the atonement and the role of Jesus. You know why why Jesus is so central to to our faith and a hope and and the resurrection and the and the way that reconciles us. And I, I'd say it, it sounds odd, but the the real power of that hit me some years after after my baptism at which I had an intellectual understanding of what I was accepting and doing, but the real emotional and, you know, the, the, and the thing that generates passion about uh, Jesus came, came a few years later. Um, so, and then, you know, from that small fellowship um, context that sort of broke up and, and we've ended up in, in, in the central, in the broader Christadelphian movement, but through that process, you know, inevitably it involves difficult times, relationships, conversations, and and you learn so much about how to be patient, respectful, 
listen to people carefully about how they're reading, even if you end up disagreeing and just, it just teaches you going through that teaches you so much about how to deal with issues. It doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong, just how you deal with it is, is so important with, with other people. Mm. Um, and then I guess the, the third point that's kind of brought me to why we need Bible feed as a way of communicating the gospel in a relevant way in today's world is having children that grow up and ask all the difficult questions that are our community generally are not terribly good at addressing. We need an approach that isn't afraid of, uh, of, of talking about things that are relevant to people today. The younger generations, they've got everything at their fingertips in terms of information, yeah. but not necessarily any discernment mm. <laughs> um, mm. or experience yeah. to be able to um, sift through it. Um, yeah. So, you know, they definitely need to find some... Um, uh, some answers um obviously there's not always yeah <clears throat> and, and, some, but, but and sometimes it is to explore it yeah and it's so it's not being afraid to say actually we don't have an answer to that or we don't quite fully understand why it is that way mm-hmm. uh, why god has done things a certain way and uh, and you know that's that's a difficult thing that's i guess uh, back to the the purpose of a little faith is yeah is recognizing there are those situations where you have to trust. Um, you can't explain, but you have to trust mm. that uh, because of that, Jesus, you know, because that's so central, you just have to then trust. I've went through that same process with, with Paul in that, in that same community, a smaller fellowship. And that process of examining things, examining what you, um, have been taught what you think looking at scriptures in a a very great amount of detail um to to go through and 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 think these things through i i think that's been extremely formative period i suppose Mm -hmm. and uh i guess that's that's shaped me in being prepared to examine things so not just accepting what you receive um because it's what you've received from from before so being prepared to 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 think things through and and and, and own it i'd say we go so far as saying that's so important because you have to own it you, you can't you can't have someone else's faith can you you you've got to make it your own that's extremely important and i suppose then you've you've therefore on that basis you've got to let everyone everyone own it everyone's got to go through that period of, of um not just taking everyone else's word for it but but owning their own faith and their own faith journey um which will go through periods of of questioning so i think um yeah that that whole period has definitely been quite influential but also i think it's also taught me a lot about how god works out of imperfection or you know out of things that you you might not think is a perfect situation so you know i might have thought or might think that there's a there's a way of of viewing this as a way of understanding fellowship or or whatever and i i think it's really clear and obvious and why can't people just see this (laughs) so you know it's really really obvious and surely they can just you know come into line and 
and we can just move forward on that basis. Um, but it doesn't, nothing works like that at all. We ought to, I ought to be really patient and uh, let people, again, own their own journey and their own uh, understanding and you know, people have to have to do it themselves. So I, but out of that, you know, out of that, that's an imperfect situation or was an imperfect situation. And there's many imperfect situations in, in our life. Out of all that, there's so much that can still happen. That's good. That can build up, mm. that can help and encourage and, and inspire and edify. So, um, so God works out of that. I suppose that's pretty much what Paul felt like a lot as in the apostle Paul, um, is you know with the thorn in the flesh whatever that's referring to and uh the the people disrupting his teaching um that's what i i think he's referring to there the the people going around and uh disrupting all his progress in teaching the gospel and uh and yet it, you know the grace of of god is sufficient for his weakness so yeah out of imperfect situations that there can be a lot of good that can come so so I think that's really, really important. Um, Do you think there were people there, um, you know, you're talking about deconstruction and reconstruction of your faith and, and your faith journey. You have a lot of dialogues, of course, on Bible Feed. Um, and do you feel like there were a lot of dialogues before Bible Feed with people that that kind of help, helped that process? I, I, yeah, I think it's it's helped. I think, um, yeah, say, say we set up Bible Feed I don't know, 10 years ago or something, it probably wouldn't look exactly like it is now. So yeah, I think that's probably quite a good point. I think that that way of having a good conversation and interrogating things is, is important and, you know, allowing that, you know, people to do that um, and doing it, doing it together with people and people feeling sort of safe and able to do that is really, really valuable. Mm. And, and uh, you know, in community, that's, that's good. I mean, what we're trying to do, Bible Feed, obviously, is is very much core uh, gospel, preaching Jesus and Him crucified. You know, that's that's the power of of salvation, the the gospel. So, it's very much we we, we make sure it's it's um, restricted to that, and we're not trying to bring in different and awkward and difficult questions and things. Um, not because they're not important, um, but at the end of the day. Um, they're kind of, uh, what's the, I, I want to say, secondary to to the, the you know the main message of, of Jesus, you know. Um, but you know they're very important to people at, at certain stages in their lives, different questions and different different things and different issues that they're working through. So they're they're important. But um, but yeah, that model of of having conversation, I think, is a is a good one. Mm. I think I think it's important to to note a lot of people go through a very public and obvious period of, of doubt or deconstruction they walk away or you know and then maybe they they might come back and they've sorted things out in their head and, and they return and they're, they're wiser for it or maybe they don't ever return um they never sort of reconcile those things in their mind um so yeah that's not an uncommon experience for people not just in our community but in any kind of um organized christian religion and you know different sort of worldviews that people have they they deconstruct them sometimes but actually i think probably most people go through something like that but slowly and internally and not publicly so mm -hmm. most people probably always 
have, you know, nagging doubts from time to time, if not all the time, or they have these questions that they think through, think about, and they kind of push to the back of their mind. It's important probably to, to vocalise that. There's definitely been a, a long period of time where I've had to think through lots and lots of different things. By no means has been a big crash or a big anything like that at all. Probably didn't even recognise it at the time. Didn't even notice it was happening um, because it's such a slow slow burning sort of thing but it's it's real that people do have those as the, as they go through life their experiences sort of affect them and uh, they you think about things in different ways that you perhaps have thought of before rightly or wrongly it just that's that's what happens and so people do think think through their worldview and uh, and yeah it's important that that we were able to talk through and help and support people who who, who go through that um, and you know raise your hand and say that this is happening and could do with some help and what we what we're doing with bible feed is not uh, it's 100% about sort of preaching it's a witness thing there's lots of people out there in a community in a christian community like we've already talked about who are going through a worldview crash and they're realizing that you know mm. maybe the Trinity isn't isn't supported in Scripture and it only came about in the Council of Nicaea or or whatever and they're feeling those same really you know gut wrenching experiences mm. and so if if what we we can provide for them is something that will help them so that they don't crash right from an orthodox orthodox Christianity right through to an atheism and actually they they fall and they they stop in a now a safety net and then you know come to what we we believe to be the gospel then that's that's absolutely what we're what we're trying to do thank you is there anything else you want to share about bible feed we haven't said anything about the open bible learning courses but i don't think that's on bible feed yet it's openbiblelearning.com is a different site that i've been running for many years but recently relaunched the um the learn to read the bible effectively course in on a on a learning management system so it's a it's a sort of a proper interactive system that you kind of work through and it asks you questions and it's got a mix of content and you know some videos and audio and so on so that's up and live at the moment and i think we'll be linking to that from the bible feed website at some point and certainly through the course of this year, we've got plans to put some smaller courses, just kind of, you know, one on the letter to the Galatians, and we're going to do something on the soul and heaven and hell and something on the spirit of God, hopefully, just as sort of bite-sized courses. That's great. So there's not anyone, there's no human interaction with the courses? It's an online training platform. That's great. That, uh, we're hoping to to develop but that's uh, sort of in parallel well thanks so much guys it yeah. was really it's been really lovely to talk to you and um for everyone listening please check out biblefeed.org thank you very much Alan. thank you very much thanks for having us mm-hmm.